In this episode of Soul Nectar Show, we replay excerpts from the second wave celebration held on July 27th, 2022, with our guest, Lisa Barnett, who is the founder of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, where she's taught thousands of students worldwide to access their own personal Akashic records. Lisa helps us to hear messages from the Akashic Records keepers during this broadcast. Exciting news as well for the second wave. And we also hear from Sophia Wiseland, who is the host of Medicine Caller and Vagina Talks, many different podcast speakers, singer, mentor, transformational storyteller, and boy, she blows our mind in this show, telling us about realization she's had about time and manifestation. Join us to hear the last and final aspect of the second wave celebration. Before we start this episode, I, Carrie Hummingbird, and I, Akeem Sami, want you to know that you are invited. You're invited to, to join, join Soul Nectar, Nectar Tribe. Tribe. If you like what you hear on Soul Nectar Show, you will love being in person with us in Soul Nectar Tribe. We invite you to check it out. First 30 days is free. Right now, go to carryhummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com, forward slash membership, and sign up. We'll see you at our next tribe gathering. And now, on to the show. And next, we're going to bring on Lisa Barnett, who is a co-contributor to the Second Wave book. The amazing Lisa is an Akashic Records keeper teacher, and she teaches you how to access your Akashic Records and get information from the record keepers. And look at this ray of light. Like you just came in like this, this blast of beautiful light into the space. And I'm so grateful that you were able to come and be with us today. I am so excited to be here with you and listening to you and all the joy and all of the energy has been phenomenal. So it is very exciting for me to join you today. So good to see you. We've had such a realm of wisdom shared. I know you had clients all afternoon. So we have had a lot of wisdom coming through. Jennifer Huff started us off. We went to Susan Kennard who channeled the High Council. So I'm just kind of giving you the vibration of those things. So you can kind of feel in your field what's going on. And it's been a beautiful afternoon of really moving up and down the entire spectrum from like the high council all the way down into the roots of the earth. We had a beautiful meditative drum journey from Rainbow Raja, brought us into the elders of the land. And so we come back now into this moment with you, sister. You know, we just visited Mount Shasta with Tracy and we come back to you and we say, okay, so bring us, I'm getting chills on my body right now. I'm just like... It's a beautiful moment. We are in the second wave. And when I invited you years ago, I said, Lisa, this book is coming through me. You were an instant yes to contribute. Yes. And I can't, I'm just like so excited and just really up to three years. 
I know without the traditional methods. Yes. Usually people have to pay for advertising and things. So I'm just going to show this in case somebody's joining late. If you guys are joining late, we're talking about the second wave book. But more than that, we're talking about the actual second wave, which is what's going on right now on the planet. And so I'm bringing Lisa in because Lisa has beautiful gifts around the Akashic Records and the Records Keepers. And she's a contributor in this book, by the way. So check out her chapter in the book. And leave a review, you guys, if you haven't left a review yet, please do that because it will help the message spread if you leave reviews in the technology engine. (laughs) So please do that. But Lisa, what's coming through you to share today? Because it's been a three-year journey to kicking off the second wave. It has. And, you know, I think for all of us, it has been quite a ride, right? I, thank heavens, am a huge fan of roller coasters. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) because that's really been one big old roller coaster ride. And, you know, even still today, I really, you know, of course, I talk to the Akashic Record Keepers every day, all day, pretty much. And and I'm blessed to really channel so much information for clients, which gives me even bigger insight than things I'd ever think about asking, right? So it's great to get all of these perspectives. And what they just keep saying is, hang on, we are really almost there. And this is all, they've given me an interesting image this week. And it's of like a bulldozer scraping the top of the dirt off the earth, clearing all the old garbage and low vibrational energy, all of the things that we trip on, right? Those sticks and those rocks and all the garbage that, and the garbage that we trip on and fall over. And that's what this year is about. That was their their view <laughs> of the year was we are really scraping off the garbage that has that we've been layered in for thousands and thousands and you know 10,000 years. This has not been a short game. This has been we've been in this long long game. And we're here. <laughs> and so I just get excited every time they say that. I'm like, yay. (laughs) Thank goodness. Thank goodness we're here. So, I mean, we've been getting lots and lots of encouragement from different people channeling wisdom and coming through from the high council, from different, from their own guides, their own souls. And most of it is around respecting people's autonomy, you know, really respecting that not every soul is going to choose to make the leap from homo sapien to homo luminous in this lifetime that not every soul is really kind of ready for that yet. And that those of us that are, we have this unique opportunity to really embrace this transformation for ourselves, but also to be that frequency that helps to uplift the whole timeline for everybody else as well so that they can maybe reach it and claim it for themselves. Maybe not this lifetime, but maybe in the next few lifetimes. What's your sense? What's the messaging that you're receiving around that? Well, really very, very similar. So It has been so interesting, especially because many of us have been on this for a lifetime, right? I'm like, always think, wow, it has been a interesting journey, this life. And they laugh at me and the record keepers, you know, kind of joke about the fact that this is my 1,000th life. (laughs) And I know um, the record keeper said to me many years ago, like kind of when when they wanted me to start a school and they say, you know, most humans live, you know, 400, 600, even 800 lifetimes. And so relatively recently they were like, yeah, but you know, 
you've been here a thousand times. <laughs> and you said, did I, was I slow? Like, seriously? Uh, that's exactly. And so they're very cute because they say, no, of course, you've been coming back again and again and again to, with, you know, really not too, it's been too early, right? The timing has not been right. We literally had to wait for this energetic alignment, this new yuga, this, you know, age of Aquarius. And so we've tried again and again, and we've done our work and we've raised the energy and we have helped and supported all the way along. But this is the time that I really do hear that many, many, many souls will choose to leave because it's too hard. It's something we've never, ever, ever done to go carbon-based right into really luminous energy-based beings. I mean, you know, don't ask me how to do it. (laughs) We're still thinking, we're still uh, letting that come through. (laughs) Right, exactly. No one's ever done it before. They always remind us no one's done it. So you guys are so brave and it's so phenomenal. But I also do know that that many will choose to leave and many will help from the other side. And it's going to be, you know, really a huge variety. I think we've already seen even just this week, earth changes. And as Gaia herself is awakening, we're feeling that energy and we're, we're seeing some of the, what those shifts are creating. And so I don't think it's going to be easy. I try and live in my little bubble. And I believe that when we stay in alignment to our soul's plan and path, when we hold this energy of love and compassion, it's beautiful and perfect. And I think this, you know, us, the first and second waivers are really here to hold this energy so profoundly. It is such a blessing and a gift to be part of these first waves. and. The record keepers really want everyone to take heart and just hold that light every single day. That's, they're saying that just doing that, if you just can be in your heart and share your light, that's enough. I know so many people feel like they're not doing enough, but the record keepers say that is enough. If everyone did that, Bang, it would be immediate, right? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I can receive that now because I feel like I'm coming to the conclusion of the time when I was as a right angle cross of service, really doing deep work for the planet, you know? So I had to go into all the shadows and explore it within myself because I explore it within myself to heal it for the collective, right? And so that deep work, the Love is Fierce book, Healing the Mother Wounds, oh my goodness. IBS for three years. I'm just saying, but I love you guys. So I did it anyway. (laughs) They asked me to do it. I did it. And those of you who resonate with what I just said, like, gosh, I feel like that's me. My whole life has been in the trenches, like in the deep, difficult, painful stuff for my ancestry and for the planet. It's like, yes, I see you. You're my second wave people. I got your back. I know that's you. Thank you. And what I'm hearing being said from what you're saying from the records keepers is that we're kind of coming to the end of the time where we need to be doing that. Please, if you have a good message around that, actually just tell me the truth. Whatever they're saying about that, I would love to hear because I'm open to whatever the answer is. I would definitely love to say like next year, we're like walking in the new earth and then walking in the light and the glory. 
I'm not thinking it's that quick. Of course, they always say we've never done it before. You know, humanity has not awoken and transformed a body before. So I get a lot of energy around patience. You know, <laughs> continue. That's why they gave me the gene key of patience. <laughs> <laughs> a process, right? But I just believe that come really next year, we, the the first, second, third waivers even, right, are really going to feel it. We're going to shift into the alignment because we're creating the new earth. So we will be landing there ourselves. Ooh, that's right? a yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we will, you know, still be doing plenty of work to bring everybody with us. <laughs> but <laughs> I totally believe, and it's not every day, but certainly lots of days and weeks and moments of just clearly knowing, oh my God, this is what it is. This is so juicy and so glorious. And people just like show up out of nowhere, just like this day, right? <laughs> yeah. And that is, to me, that's the new earth. That is the alignment. That is the energy and collective you know, vibration of all of us being magnetized together to be with you, to celebrate you and the book and everything everyone is doing. Yeah, so, we're celebrating the whole second wave right now. I mean, I, I really feel like that book got launched because the second wave needed something third dimensional to guide because... Three years ago, it was a different story, right? It was really intense. And then we headed into COVID. And so I believe that this book channeled through because the second wave people, we, us, we all needed guidance in a third dimensional way because we didn't still have access, such clear access. That has actually helped us to open up that clear access so that we can be working together in the etheric realms seamlessly at the higher dimensions, and then bringing all of that down right here for like an instant event like today. So, so exciting. And I definitely, I know that is what we're going to see, you know, 100 fold next year, because that is us really bringing our work, our information, wisdom, light, love out to the world in a bigger way so that it, it reaches even further. And so... I'm excited. <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, there's moments where it's very, very sad and we lose great loved ones and, and things don't feel so easy or smooth. But, you know, after being pretty conscious for the last 60 years, uh, I decided to stick around. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know it's here. I just know it. Right. So, so the record keepers are just, you know, supporting us and loving us. And of course, that's always been my plan, my purpose to share the Akashic wisdom. And I want to teach everyone in the world how to access their own Akashic records so that everyone has divine guidance with ease every day. And I know that energy and the energy that you share and teach and that everyone talked about and shares and teaches today it's all part and parcel of this path of awakening. So many wonderful empowerment modalities are showing up. And, you know, for me recently, it's been exciting because really the galactic Akashic records have opened up so much wider Ooh. just in the last few months. So that's super exciting. Say a word about that before you head out. Tell us more about what you're seeing the, the uh, expansion of the Galactic Records is for us here on Earth. Absolutely. So 
after working in the records 25, 30 years, so much of the information has been about these lives and our soul's plan and who we've been, what we've done, what we want to bring back, you know, all the karmic patterns that we wanted to clear, the trauma, the drama, all of those challenges. So, you know, I feel like I've just spent the last 30 years healing. And again, I mean, I that is really the calling is to continue to unwrite and rewrite these Akashic records so we can become dis, disconnected, disengaged from the old matrix to create the new earth. So that will absolutely continue. But what I'm also seeing is interesting healing um, in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth dimensions in people's past lives. Some of these really distant <laughs> past lives where we can go in and clear some of the old energies and reclaim some of the gifts. And what the record keepers are saying is that that is one of the really big blessings that we are going to see coming to earth is some of them will be coming from these new beautiful children who are being born. But I also believe a lot of the second waivers and third waivers will remember inventions that they came to bring back to humanity. So, oh, oh, that's exciting. That, yes. Yeah. So that's oh, very yeah. information. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And that'll totally speed up and solve all the problems yeah. that we have right now because it's new. It's galactic technology that's going to help us to move into these new spaces with harmony, grace, and ease with the earth and with each other. That's like amazing. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I want to, before you go, I want to pop one more thing in there. And I know we're going to get to Sophia Wise when she's next. But what came up for me to share when you were speaking was also for those of us that are still, you know, doing the work, the shadow work and things like that. I want to just give encouragement because just be mindful of the stories. Let it be loose, right? Because we can have a lifetime of experience with somebody in our in our personal life that's like really close, like my mom. And we can make up stories about that that's based on what we think is history and fact. But then we actually can clear that stuff. Like we can actually clear and rewrite our own history. Yeah. And, you know, I've gone back and like surrounded my baby in light and had my mom's feet inside my mom's womb. I was like, well, it's my fetus. So I'm going to go <laughs> put light around myself, you know, and just give myself love and light, you know, and I did that. And it has totally transformed my experience in this dimension. It's like it kind of up levels the timeline. And when you do ancestral work, many ancestors are so willing at this time to step forward and do the clearing work. Like they are ready. They're just like, Good battalions of ancestors that are like, just let us support you. Let us help you and call them in, you know, get a healing session, call them in because they're ready, right, Lisa? Because it helps them, but it also helps the whole timeline and it helps this, this piercing of the veil of the new consciousness. It helps it happen because all that energetic, let's say you're working with an ancestor that's like seven generations back, that's going to ripple forward through that whole timeline and uplift. That's potent magic right there. That can lift the whole timeline. So open up some access to that. Yes, it is phenomenal. And that has been such a gift to see. So, you know, I just love to do Facebook lives and do group yeah. healings and do all sorts of shows and whatever, do group healings. But it's been amazing because I've had you know, kind of dozens of honestly, really old, some older women, 60s, 70s, who are coming forward, who are saying, I really am ready to finish this ancestral trauma and these old stories of my life. And we've been doing beautiful sessions, three sessions, six sessions to really go deep. 
And I'm seeing their lives transform at, you know, 70, 75. They're like, I am ready for a new life now. And so it really just has given me so much hope that what, of course, I have always known it's never too late, but, you know, to really see that kind of again and again with many, many, many clients and to see them going off and it feels like, you know, now we're going to be living into our hundreds. And so why not do your work at 60 or 70 or 80? And yeah. And you just described my mom. You just described, she, I mean, because I've been doing this work for 10 years and going back in the past, working with the ancestors, healing all this stuff, healing the mother wound three years. And my mom now is like open to this. She was never open before. She's finally open and she's actually getting some breakthroughs. It's super exciting. And she's working with the ancestors. It's like her body's improving. It's like, wow. I mean, to experience that. And now I get to sit like at brunch this last Sunday and she was sharing a dream with me and I was getting insights about the dream. And I was like, <laughs> like just letting my mom have it. Let her have this moment. Just sit back, be a witness, be so happy and grateful and joyful. I mean, this so I'm just encouraging people to just, you know, open up the stories, like just really open them up because you don't know what's going to happen. You actually don't just because it was that way for this long and da, 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 da. So what? That thing could right. change like that, you know, because we're in that time. Right. Because the karma has been cleared and released, deleted from the Akashic field, from source energy, from the quantum field. There truly is no karma. And so all we have to do is let that old story go, move into that space of compassion and forgiveness and allowing. And our lives can transform profoundly with such ease. It's just so profound. I just am excited to watch people doing this without so much hard work anymore. So less struggle, blessing, more transformation. Amazing grace. Well, Well, Lisa, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed partnering with you on this book for the last three years. I'm so grateful that we're a spirit team together. And I appreciate the work that you do in the world. And I want to just say, if you go back and look at the book, Lisa's got access to her materials in here. So you can definitely find out more about the current offerings and this galactic. I know we're all like galactic. What? So... Yeah, uh, I think you'll be getting some client sessions. <laughs> oh, I love it. I am just so blessed to be able to be in service to everybody. And thank you, Carrie. I love you too. It has been a wonderful ride and hope to get to see gonna you continue. in person. Yes, I want to see you too. And let's intend that this just keeps rippling out until our, every single second wave member has actually gotten indoctrinated <laughs> in a good way. Perfect. <laughs> With I this information. It. Okay. Bye for now. All right. We're going to call in our last guest, which is Sophia Wiseone. I'm so excited for Sophia Wiseone. She's got some major magic and you guys might've heard her on my podcast, Soul Nectar Show. And she's saying a beautiful song on my podcast that I could not stop singing. It was incredible. Sophia, I couldn't stop singing a song. I have to confess to you that I actually took that song into, it was like a month later, I took that song into my pilgrimage. And I, I changed the lyrics and I put like my name in it. And I was like, I got to sing this song, but it's Sophia Wise One's song, but I can't sing her name because I'm not her. So I was like, I am white eagle, hummingbird, daughter of the sun. I am calling you. I am calling you. I am calling you. Rise up, rise up, rise up. 
Rise up and take your place. Rise up, rise up, rise up. Rise up and take your place. <laughs> we, we've been preparing. We've been, we've pre been preparing. We've been preparing. The that time, time is now. now. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh, I love you. That is so good. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm yelling. I am. Yeah, I don't know how it sounds, but I am. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I was just singing, just listening to you and Lisa talk. I was just like singing. I was just singing as it was listening, singing, 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 singing. So I love that that is how you just brought me in. It's like I couldn't so help myself. I was making everybody like I got. I, I even I even sang it in the middle of the medicine ceremony. I had to sing this song for y'all. That's what's coming through. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Yay. Hi. Hi. Welcome, <sighs> sister. I've missed you. you. I've missed you too. It's been a time. Yes. You're an auntie. Oh, so, so an auntie. It's deep. It's deep. I don't know. I'll throw a little factoid out for people. There's a thing called matriescence. And this is, they call it matriescence. It was named matriescence by this, this researcher because it's so similar to adolescence, which is that when you become a primary caregiver, you literally have this hormonal shift. It's a permanent, long-term hormonal shift. And because I was so close, I just am so deeply grateful to both my sister and my brother and their partners for how deeply they let me into the whole, each of their homes, this home that I've been right now. That big stuffy, that's one of my, she just climbs everything. So let me into the homes and like really come in. And I watched and felt the matriescence happen in my body, even without becoming like a single, you know, a primary caregiver in that way to, and I had this massive feeling of like, oh, we're all supposed to go through this, whether or not we are a parent, that root primal tribe community model allows an intimacy and a closeness to new children through cycles that allows when it's time, when we say, I've had enough of it being all about me. I'm willing to put that aside for months at a time and have the only thing matter be that this being is sleeping when they're tired and eating when they're hungry and being soothed when they're upset for whatever cosmic reason is wom wom woming their system and tending their butt and their genitals as they <laughs> discharge from their body. You know, like this basic primal hour by hour of being like, keep it alive. <laughs> keep this baby alive. Yeah, Don't drop it. <laughs> it's just like, Help it's this so baby integrate with his soul sooner than most. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it changed me in this way that I am so humbled and so grateful. I feel so whole in it. And I just, I have this wild life where when I'm here, I'm just like, whoosh, like deep in baby land. And then I'm like, I love you. And then I hit the road. And then I'm this like wandering spider <laughs> witch. The benefit of being an ant. <laughs> yes, exactly. So in that way, as a year and a half later has gone, the vows get deeper and deeper to the parents who are here day in and day out. All, all of them, all of you. Nothing but humility and gratitude for your service to the planet and to the people and to the bodies. There's nothing about it that is not a personal. Whoosh, it's also this other person or many people if you have multiple children. Yeah, we're changing how we're bringing how we're bringing humans into the world through this. What you're describing is changing how we bring humans in 
and hopefully bringing them in with more love, more support, more understanding, yeah. more compassion, more witnessing and guiding them along their journey, maybe a little, hopefully a lot more lovingly than maybe all of us have maybe have experienced up until now, because we are lifting human consciousness. And so it has been a process, you know, this is a yeah. huge baton race, you know, <laughs> how many ancestors have been in this baton race? <laughs> like eons. So <laughs> yeah. it's real. It's real. you have the next 10 minutes, you know? <laughs> In the cosmic clock. In the cosmic clock, exactly. Go as far as you can go. We'll pick it up wherever you are. Yeah, you're you know? like barely getting started. <laughs> it's over. So we're switching out of that model. You know, that's the that's the trap by time model, right? And so as we've now brought it to the place where we can master time, we have a different experience, yes? Yeah. <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, funny thing. It's a funny thing. I always what is time? Space. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing. It's been really interesting. So I don't know if we talked about my spider initiation when we were on soul nectar or not, but the quantum, my, I had a spider initiation. Hence one of my many, my many names is uh, spider queen. And uh, one of the major integrations or actualizations or realizations that have been coming through me as it's been digesting, right. Has been this this quantum mm. web. And, and one of the things that I keep saying, and I'm like, take this as literal or as metaphorical as you can. This is what's been shown to me is to like, understand that like in the quantum field, there's no, there's no time space, right? There's like an occurrence that it's, it's an occurrence and that it pulls out an occurrence into form. And when it does that, it makes the strand, it creates a time space bend, right? But in the quantum field, it's a singular occurrence that then takes this time, be that 30 seconds or 30 million years, right? It's this whoosh, this thread that comes out. And that thread, all of these occurrences in the quantum field come down and weave this tapestry of reality that we're navigating. And so it gets really trippy when we, instead of just working with the, the tendrils of the tapestry, the threads, when we go into the quantum field of occurrence, my friend said, what is it, an evolution inside the quantum field since there's no time space? And I was like, oh, that's called a spark angle. I was like, I'll just make that up right now. I don't know what that's called, but I think oh, it's a spark angle. Okay. Yeah, that's what it that's what it's called. A spark angle. It's like an occurrence goes from what it was into a different form. And then that means that this thread just is different. It's just different. And so this trippy experience that we're having right now, I just experienced it with my mother in the car. We drove to the beach today and we're driving and somewhere in Jersey. It's a beautiful thing. It's like a phrase in our in our family. It's like because we spent years, I spent years somewhere in Jersey. Somewhere in Jersey is both the state of mind as well as a physical location. When you're like, I'm coming from Massachusetts on my way to Philadelphia. Where are you? Somewhere in Jersey, just like coming through. And she had this moment where she goes, "Are we in my car?" And I had this moment, and I was like, I felt that. Like whatever you're talking about right now, I also just felt like, where are we? Who are we? Am I in a vehicle? Whose vehicle is this? Like this moment. And I was like, it's portals. It's new moon. It's second wave celebration time. It was like portals on portals on portals. Those sensations of those just like, and okay. And that, now it's this 
Yes, currently we are still in a vehicle that has your name on the deed. Okay. What basic time yeah. was that? Because was that like a few hours ago? Yeah. Like before this. So that's when I opened the sacred space around the entire event and everybody who would be participating as speakers and everybody would be watching it. I opened like a sacred portal space dimension yeah. around it from the fifth dimension. So yeah, it's probably you're perceptive enough to experience that as a reality. Yeah. I mean, for me, it <laughs> yeah. really brought home that sensitivity, that visceral, real sensitivity was an equin, no, uh, not an equinox, not a solstice, not an eclipse, big eclipse that happened a couple of years ago. And I was inside while it was happening and I was doing work bah, 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 and I'd stop and kind of be intentional about it. And I was doing work. And then I literally almost fell out of my chair. I was like, whoosh. And I was like, what just happened? And then I was like, and I was like, let me check the time. And I looked and I was like, that was the eclipse. Like that it was just, it. I was like, what just happened? And I was like, it's just happening, you know, like the skeptic in me that also is just like, Man, is that really true? Fine. Who cares? I'm having a good time. But it was I'm the same now. time. I mean, so you're, you're definitely, and we do have a new moon tomorrow. So we are mm -hmm. in the new. So the energetics of this event being timed for this day, which by the way, I also retroactively realize things, right? Like, why did my soul tell me to publish the book on July 27th, 2019? Why July 27th? I had no idea why that date. What's the big deal about that? I don't know why I'm publishing it there. Well, that's because three years later, it's going to be July 27th and we're going to have this. Mm -hmm. So there's like these sequences of information that it's like timing is everything. And as Hillary Harley was on a little bit earlier talking about this, the astrology, we are actually already in the window as of like this morning or last night of this mm -hmm. portal of the lion's gate. So we have the new moon that's starting to see starting tomorrow and then all the way through the lion's gate on eight, eight. And so, yeah, this is it. We're in the medicine. We're in the creation of the 5d and the new earth. It's like, we've been doing this, but this is like another level of it. Have a little song for us. A little one, please. It's about keeping it light as shit goes, as it's going to go, as we go this way. All right. Okay, I'm going to mute just, myself. Okay. <clears throat> Everyone's doing the best that they can, and everyone's best is a mess. Everyone's loving as best as they can, and everyone's loving is blessed. One more time. Everyone's doing the best that they can, and everyone's best is a mess everyone's loving as best as they can and everyone's loving is blessed see this is why i was called to invite you to be our closer it's just a sacred time and sacred times like birth and death and a massive purge in the middle of a ceremony it's messy and it gets to be messy and that was not the problem it's just the thing that's happening. It's just the thing that's happening. It's the way that the sacred is doing what it does. And so as much as we can be in love with that mess, in love with the person next to us who like is completely in resistance to any portals, nothing is changing. Nothing is wrong. Everything's fine. And we can go like, oh, I get it. And I love you. And the part that inside goes, I don't want to. I've only known how to be fighting for this change. I don't know how to be thriving in this change. I don't know. To just be like, yeah, how would you know? 
How would I know? How could I possibly know how to be at ease and safe and in bliss and in ecstasy while being completely exposed at this time? We get to find out. We get to find out that new life. We keep talking about these new babies coming in. First of all, yes, and thank you to all those souls. And second of all, that's us. We're the new babies coming in. We are learning how to speak, how to think, how our organs work. We are learning everything. You know, I think about the hunger in a baby when they're little. They don't know that's hunger. All they feel is that intense stomach sensation of like, you know, when you're like at the end of a, in the middle of a fast before you've hit in the sweet spot and you're just like, that sensation, that crying isn't, I'm hungry. Could you feed me? It's what is happening? This is my body. (laughs) Something is terribly wrong. And it's like, "Ah, it's not wrong. No, Uh -uh." but it's real. It's wisdom. It's valuable. It's messy. It's messy. I changed a diaper today. As I moved the diaper, the poop just fell on the floor. Oh, nice. like, and I was like, now there's poop on the floor. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We're just going to clean up some poop and then we're going to go on a walk. But like the mess is not the problem, not inside and not around us. The mess right now is indicative of a long journey and it's exposing all of the things that are literally devastating and heartbreaking right now that are many of them are exposure of devastating and heartbreaking things that have been underway for a long, long time. And so the mess, seeing the poop on the floor is not the problem. Right. Right. Defining reality by that one moment will be limiting and incredibly difficult. Right. But doing what we have with what we have that's all any of us can do. It's all any of us can do. And to really let the people love the things they love is a very important thing right now. Because the temptation to shame or to judge what brings people comfort or peace or motivation or brings them to a state of rest, the right way to get through a transition, you have to let that go. You have to let that go. For some people, it's working out and breaking a sweat. And for some people, it's laying down and not talking to anyone and the whole gamut in between and this and that and yada, yada. And I'm talking about internal subtle frequencies. If we think this frequency always does it for everyone, let it go. That's not it. That is not everyone's medicine. We are this web, this non-time space web. All of those frequencies are in this web and they're changing. Yeah, it's massive alchemy. Yes, there's so much pleasure in it when we can allow it, right? But if we start to, when we can allow it, that's the courage. And that's this like, that's the big courage. Our pleasure amplifies it. Our pleasure helps it. Our pleasure and our pleasure in other people's pleasure, even when it's not our pleasure. And this is very tricky to do. In this time with like moral questions and big questions and things like this. So the on the deepest primal way to let really like whoosh, hold that for ourselves. Oof, I can feel that. It's like rubby in me. That's like an edge that I get to work on. I'm just being like, can I really just say, yes, they get to find pleasure in that? 
And it's like, well, I can really even hold it even deeper and say like, they get to feel the true pleasure of their being. May they awaken to that. May I awaken to the true pleasure and true capacity of pleasure in my being. That's a big ask. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking to let everyone else have that. And I can't, I can't ask for everyone else to have that to whatever they want and they're to themselves if I'm not willing to show up to that transformation in myself. And I am. That is, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. That gift that you just, that what you've just um, energetically portrayed for us and visually is what we're in right now. Listen, when we've been around the block a few times, like a thousand or something in lifetimes, we can get a little judgmental about people that have only been around the block about 10 times. Yep. Because we're looking at them like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Don't you already know that that's not, no, they don't. Mm-mm. That's the hardest part. So what's the answer to respect them? See, that's our work. You just yeah. really painted the old soul curriculum right now. That's our job. That's our work. And it is next level and we are babies in it. Because if we weren't babies in that, we'd be already up in the fifth dimension as like, you know, light beings helping everybody else. So we're doing our work. So I think that's that grace and the compassion. And this is something that one of my teachers has shared with me is George and Tracy, as they say, assume people are doing their best. That has helped me because I do have the shadow of judgment in my Gene Keys chart and boy, it does provoke me. I, it teams up with the shadow of opinion and those two get together and then they team up with expectation and boy, those three really like each other. And before you know it, I got disappointment and they love each other, you know, so I got a concoction going on mm. and that causes some stress and they all know each other really well. And I get to go, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. You know, this is why I find being erotically in love with life is so helpful because where we're really in love with someone, they do the dumbest shit. And we're like, <laughs> You're so like, fun. You just spilled your so whole coffee fun. on me. Oh my God. Oh, just look at your eyes. Like we just, it's just like, that is the, it's the gift, right? It's like just enough oxytocin to be like, I don't care. You just pooped on my hand, you cute little baby. Like, don't even care. I love it. It's the cutest poop I've ever seen, you know? And it's like, if we can bring that state of pleasure and well-being to ourselves and to our life, the one that we have the opportunity to touch, not the one that some over there that I don't know about, but the one that I'm here touching, the neighbor that I'm crossing, the vehicle that I'm driving, the, the furniture, the space that I'm in, the people that I'm meeting. These are the people, this is the life that I'm touching. The more in love with the opportunity, what, a, what an honor. If every one of these things is an honor for me to touch and I can be erotically in love with the opportunity to have that, that is a major helpful setup to have that respect and honoring. And I don't just mean the high, right? But there's a way that that can help <laughs> because there's a wisdom. There's a wisdom in that. If we're willing to lean into that innocent, joyful acceptance, wisdom that really assumes that it does not destroy my well being or my safety. Mm-hmm. And that's that deep soul. That's that deep timeline of being like my short timeline. When I think about things right now are 2,500 year timelines. I'm thinking back like about 2000, 3000 years ago, I'm thinking forward about 2000, 3000 years ago. So like that's, and I feel a little strange half the time when I'm doing that, that's part of the spider medicine, like the work that I'm doing and how I'm doing it. It's like makes conversation a little choppy sometimes, but it's cool. 
what interaction could I have with someone today that would make that timeline unsafe? That would allow my soul to be in danger. My identity like is not is my identity is not in danger in a 2000 year timeline. So it's not in danger in an interaction. And so if I can have that blissful opportunity to fall in love, to say like, wow, oh my gosh, that was so irritating. What an opportunity to be irritated, right? And to like, let the irritation of incarnation be matched with the like, Oh, the like, yeah. oh, that it's the ecstasy, oh, good. the ecstasy of incarnation to like bridge them. What is it to have those things not be separate and counter, but integrated in the opportunity of being alive? Absolutely. Yes. And whatever you got to do, whatever modality, whatever concept construct you put yourself in, like you put yourself in this like really twenty five hundred twenty five hundred year timeline, like whatever you have to do to get yourself there. It's like, it places you in a whole different space where you're just like, oh, is that so? Okay. Oh, is that so? You know, and what's the medicine we need right now? We need a whole lot of that because it's curiosity. It's like, we don't actually know. We only know what we're experiencing at this like third dimensional, totally human, you know, with some soul coming in, right? But like, Mm -hmm. we're mostly human with some soul. We're just trying to see what we have like mud covering our eyes. And we're just like, can I just get the mud off my eyes? Cause I can't like see quite clearly enough. And so we have to know that that's actually what's going on. And that we're, we're lifting to a place where there's total clarity. So it's going to take a little bit to get there. And that galactic clarity, that galactic connection, that like whoosh, expanded, integrated, expanded, integrated. I want, I'm going to say that again, expanded, integrated, not as counter, not as separate as a hyphenated, expanded, integrated state, right? That's as well as, as deepening and, and, and rising, like it's yes. all the same. Yeah. Right. That's part of that breaking the notion of linear, right? Yeah. Of just being mm-hmm. like... Yes, we're, we're, we're bouging, right? What's the word? <gasps> Bouging right yeah, now. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah, Fantastic. That one. Well, my gosh, that was a huge download and really gorgeous way to conclude our celebration today. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Sophia Wise One. I appreciate your magic and your medicine and let's connect because uh, we got more magic to make. We're just getting started, you know. Just getting going around here, people. Just getting going. Just getting started. Oh my gosh. Blessings on everyone. Carrie, on your book and all the collaborators, all the work, all the weaving, all the believing, all the surrender. Just like that's that. I just want to just really like bless this moment, this occurrence, this calling forth that you've done today and the invitation and you have just continued to choose to be who you are. <laughs> stripping you know, it off. Just stripping it off for yourself and courageously for all of those kind of willing to sit and to witness it. And it's big medicine. And I thank you and I bless you. And it's been a pleasure to be here. And anyone who's listening, thank you. It's been a pleasure to, to mix and brew and, and be together. Beautiful. This has been Sophia Wise One. Now you know why I love her dearly. Fantastic, beautiful medicine. Thank you so much, sister. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Thank you. I hope that you've enjoyed the entire series of the Second Wave Celebration from July 27, 2022. 
And I hope this inspires you to get your own copy of the Second Wave book, The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama by Carrie Hummingbird and White Eagle. That's available on Amazon. And if you have read this book, please leave a review. It helps us to get the word out. We so appreciate you. And if you haven't listened to the other parts of the Second Wave Celebration, you can find them on the channel now. Blessings to you. Have a great week. If you found even one gold nugget in this episode of Soul Nectar Show, will you do us a favor? Will you subscribe, like, and share this episode? Maybe even write a comment and let us know what you thought about it. We really, really want to engage with you at a much deeper level. Let's be part of community together. Have a great week, everyone. Bye for now. To dive in deeper to nourishing conversation, visit soulnectar.show. Take a sip from the drip of the nectar from the source of who you are.